Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh Bashinsky, and I'm still kind of sick in bed here, so I don't have the camera on. You'll just get to see my my South Park-like avatar <laughs> speaking at you. And today, we're very happy to have some special guests with us. We have both Keith. Keith, why don't you unmute yourself and introduce yourself? I'm Keith Evans, an SEO expert out of the Boise area. I uh, do a lot of marketing consulting, specifically online, helping a lot of service businesses across Oregon, Idaho. Fantastic. Thank you, Keith. And we also have Mark Zweigart. <laughs> I think I pronounced Mark's last name properly. Mark presented at our White Hat versus Black Hat conference uh, a couple weeks ago. And he's also just hanging out, and maybe he'll talk some SEO with us. How are you doing, Mark? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, my primary expertise is in um, SEO and digital marketing. Uh, we have an agency and represent clients locally, globally. Um, that kind of explains pretty much what I do. Fantastic. You're in Wichita. Is that, is that correct? Correct. The air capital of the world. <laughs> the capital of the world. I thought, I thought, I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I thought Winnipeg was the capital of the world. <laughs> well, this is the air capital of the world. More airplanes are built here than anywhere else. Oh, there you go. You, have, you actually have a claim to fame. I was just making a joke at Winnipeg's expense, which, you know, with a name like Winnipeg, it's like, what is it, a game show for pirates? Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Bad joke. So uh, so this is White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. If you've never seen White Hat versus Black Hat, it's where SEOs, we debate what's going on in SEO, both White Hat SEO and Black Hat SEO. We talk about all the new stuff, and we debate what's better, White Hat or Black Hat SEO. Don't expect us to come to a conclusion. <laughs> if we're just we're just going to talk about what we like, and then if you if you agree with us, you do. If you don't, you don't. I just want to say off the top, if you have any SEO questions, by all means, if you're watching this live on YouTube, you can watch us live on YouTube. We're usually on at Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Pacific. Usually, not always, but usually, you can ask questions in the top right hand side of the YouTube chat. And if you have an SEO question, please put three asterisks in the question so I can find it easily. And last but not least, if you have any SEO questions, you can always email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help you out. So with that being said, I'd like to open up the show and talk about the first segment, which is what's new in SEO, or at least what's new in Whitehead SEO. And I have a whole lot of stuff I want to share with you guys. I have been running SEO experiments like crazy, and uh, it's pretty nuts some of the stuff I've, I've seen going on here. Um, just for those of you who do not know, uh, I'm going to show you a bunch of uh, uh, screens here so you can kind of get oriented about what we're talking about here and what's going on. Um, uh, all right, I'll, I'll show you the screen here in a second. Okay, so what I'm kind of all about here is doing testing. I have all kind of levels of evidence. I've talked about the five levels of evidence that I like to do. I'll just share this really quick. Um, let me see if I can share my screen here. So you should be seeing one. So this is what I'm talking about, the five levels of evidence. So basically, like in a three-second version, SEO opinions are the worst kind of evidence, and single variable experiments are essentially the best. <laughs> and you have all kinds of stuff in the middle. I like to operate on all these levels of evidence. And so what do I mean by single variable tests? Well, I've been doing some single variable tests. Um, here's a new test I recently have been doing. This is not a single variable test, 
This is a test using the AdWords system, which, is, if you don't know, <laughs> if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> AdWords is Google's uh, advertising platform. And so I've been trying to find a qualitative way, some kind of number, some kind of objective metric that I can say, hey, this page is not any good. The page quality is not any good. It needs to be improved. And so I re recently ran, um, there's been a leak in the SEO industry for quite some time now that, um, that the, the, the same landing page experience that Google uses for AdWords is the same landing page experience or same quality kind of metrics, the same kind of quality score they're using for organic. That could very well be the case. I want to check to see maybe, you know, maybe that's true, maybe that's not. I want to kind of check to see if that's the case. And I want to check to see if I could see if if I could find a, a, an objective, more objective metric than just my kind of opinion as to which pages are, are this page is spammy or this page is crappy. I want something a little bit more objective. So I knew that AdWords had it. So I ran a test AdWords campaign with some kind of just uh, uh, default site here. These are three lawyer sites all in the same city. And they're all optimized for the same divorce attorney, divorce lawyer, and family attorney, and family law lawyers. And I want to see what the landing page experience was for them. And kind of interestingly enough, DeWitt Law Search is kind of a better site, if I do say so myself. So if we take a look at that one, and I, I, I share this. If you kind of take a look at this one here, let me show you this website. I think it's a little bit better. Because they have the, they have the, the, uh, the sign-up form right in the very top of the page. And it's always better for conversions. And quite frankly, conversions and user clicks is how Google is calculating quality score. Um, I'll, I can rant, if, you, if you're not sure, I can rant about that later on. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. So I ran this experiment here that uh, I wanted to show whether or not uh, there's any difference in the quality score. And so the, the site here that I thought was a little bit better, they got above average on all of the queries. So it's not just important that they got above average on one query or the other query. They got above average on all the queries, which I found was interesting, and the quality score is 7 out of 10. These other sites here, Marley, Marley Law and Affordable Family Lawyer, they did not get uh, a ranking, uh, a landing page experience score on all of their queries just a divorce attorney for this one, and only um, a family attorney and divorce attorney for this one, not family law lawyers. And that makes sense to me, because when you actually go and look at these pages, they are optimized for those keywords. And they're not quite as good as the last one I just showed you in terms of, in terms of conversions and stuff like that. And so it's not the best test. I, I promised I would share my tests that I've been running. It's not the best test. It's not the most conclusive. I wish it was a smoking gun. like. Like this one said above average, and these ones all said below average. I could, like, a point it and say, "Look, you know, if affordable family lawyer was my client, for example, I could point to them and say, look, here's an objective metric that proves or shows, gives some evidence that Google, at least one part of Google, thinks that this other site, your competitor, is better than you, and so you should improve your pages. You know, I'm trying. You know what I mean? I'm trying to find some kind of objective metric for it. This is not the smoking gun I was hoping it was going to be, but it is an interesting test nonetheless, and it is very cheap to do. Right? You just have to set up the AdWords campaign really cheap and quick and dirty and do it and it gives you a quality score for that page based on that keyword and it does seem to give kind of sensible results because I think these guys are having quality problems at the bottom and I think this could be showing why so I'm going to run more tests like this and we're going to see different stuff here's another thing I want to show you here's another test so 
For those of you who don't know, I've been running a test now for negative SEO for quite some time. And some interesting results have come in. So let me share that test here. So here's my uh, testing kind of suite that I'm doing here. I have a whole bunch of tests running here. You can just quickly read the, uh, the titles and maybe get your, get your mouth watering into what tests I'm running. But I'm not going to show you all this today. Sorry. <laughs> Boo, Ernst. Sorry, I can't show you all this all today. But I can show you this one. So Clint and I, Clint is our, our Black Hat co-host. He couldn't make it today, at least not at the start of the show. He might be on a little bit later. We've been running this test for quite some time. And let me show you, in case you haven't seen it, in case you're new to the show, let me show you what the results look like. A negative SEO test. Anybody wondering, wow, did it work? Does negative SEO work? Yes, kind of. <laughs> so this is what we did. We uh, made links to this page. Around this date here, uh, uh, Clint, around uh, May 31st, Clint uh, pointed, uh, a couple days earlier actually, Clint pointed a bunch of bad links at this page, around 146,000 um, uh, uh, bad, quote unquote, spammy links from GSA, which is kind of like the, the angry German SE nuke, if you will, of, of linking, black hat linking tools. And he pointed all the dirtiest kind of spam you could think of, like medical spam, pages about, about Viagra, porn spam links, all, all exact match on this keyword. This is the keyword we're optimizing for. Of course, for those of you who are unfamiliar with how I do my testing, it's all garbage, kind of nonsense pages with nonsense keywords that Google has never seen or heard of that Google can't make sense of. And it has no latent semantic indexing because I'm barely using English. And so there's nothing going on on these SERPs. There's no traffic, no social, no linking, other than the linking I did for this test. No clicking through, no, no CTR boost, no searches, no nothing. No ranking factors should be affecting this at all. So we built up 146,000 links at this point here. And lo and behold, even the spamming links made it rank number one. But this is what happened. First off, not only uh, – sorry, I'll go back here. Not only did these – these pages used to rank, right? These are sister pages that are on the same topic. They used to rank. It used to be one, two, three. It used to be – this used to be three. It used to be like one, two, three, four, five. After we did these this linking, uh, they did not rank anymore, right? The other thing that happened is that the target page, what got to number one and then fluctuated for about – let me see. For about so – from June 2nd to June 12th, for about 10 days – this page appeared on and off the SERP. It came in at number one sometimes, and it came off at number one. And then it was solid number one for uh, months, as you can see here, months. So what the heck is going on here? Well, for the negative SEO, it looks like what will happen is if you have five pages ranking on, on a, like, like Red Apples, Best Red Apples, Buy Red Apples, Red Apples 2017, and you've got five pages dedicated to those kind of queries, and they're all ranking on page one, and you're bringing traffic, this is the same as if someone pointed 146,000 GSA links at my Buy Red Apples page, and all the other page disappeared off the SERP. So I'm losing all that traffic from Best Red Apples, Red Apples 2017. But he did peg Buy Red Apples at number one for a day or two, then it fluctuated for two or three days on and off the SERP, and then it was solid for months. So does negative SEO work? I don't know. It's kind of six in one hand, half dozen in the other. But if he did that during Black Friday, as some of you know, Ted Kobaitis, one of my our longtime guests, pointed out numerous times because he works in e-commerce and he deals with negative SEO like this, when they attack you and, and your big sales season is, is say, say, the holiday sales season coming up, if they do this to you on Black Friday, 
you're in trouble, right? Because your top, so a bunch of your pages disappear and your top page fluctuates on and off the server. So I thought, okay, so this, this negative SEO is not good. So that proves negative SEO, or at least a piece of evidence that negative SEO works. Uh, I was like, okay, so what if I do a disavow? So I did that. I disavowed all the links I could find on August 21st, and nothing has happened to this page. It hasn't gone down. But very interestingly, the sister pages started to come back after this. So let me show you that. So the sister pages started to come back, and I found that very, very interesting. Let me see here. So here we are, the uh, sister pages. Here we go. So this is one of the sister pages on that same keyword. You see the keyword up here? And it was page number two. I just named them page one to five, right? There's no other way of, of, of making sense of them. It was number four for a long time, and then all of a sudden we did that linking test, and then it was, you see this long, this long, uh, this long line here? It was gone from the SERPs for months until August 21st here. I disavowed about 8,000 URLs I got out of Ahrefs and uh, from Google uh, Search, all the links I could find, not the links out of Search Console. I didn't do that on purpose. At the time, there was 146,000 links in Search Console uh, uh, from the, for this page at the time. So it was de-indexed for this time, and now look, it's starting to reappear a little bit. It's like going, it's not like, it's not like beep, 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 beep. It's not like there every day. It's there like every third day or every fourth day. But it's coming back at least. And so this is a very interesting result, and this is why I tweeted out a few days ago, I might have to uh, change my tune about the disavow tool and the disavow file, because this is kind of some evidence that this might work a little bit. But unfortunately, it's not the greatest test. You have to remember that I was also losing links during this whole time. So those 146,000 links disappeared this whole time, naturally, like Ahrefs shows lost links. Although not a lot, mind you, but some. Could have been the key links that they were counting that were really spammy, could have been lost. So again, it's it's not the best evidence, it's some evidence though. I'm gonna redo this test and really try not to lose any links. The other thing that happened is I said, remember I said at this time, Google Search Console was showing 146,000 links. I recently checked around this date when I made this graph and Google is now only showing 1,000 links in Search Console. They dropped the link count in Search Console by 145,000 links. And this is right after uh, Barry uh, Schwartz talked about there being a big shakeup in the SERPs. And I'm wondering, what if Google, every few months, they, they automatically ignore like 99.9% .9 of linking pages. What if they collect up spam link pages and they process the disavow file and then what if they just flush all those links out of their index and like put them in like the 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 not active like the 404 pages and discount those links that could very well show the kind of shakeup they've been they've been seeing and that would make sense because the disavow file they have to that's a ton of data they have to process that data uh, calculate the the spam scores within a bayesian filter within a certain range and then decide to flush those then have a human being to uh, decide to flush those spam pages down the toilet after seeing a couple examples. So that probably still needs kind of a human uh, being to, to, to see, to make a judgment. Because they still need human beings to judge links, guys, because if they didn't, they wouldn't have a manual web spam team anymore. It would all be automatic. 
So they still need human beings to really, at the end of the day, tell if links are spammy or if they're inorganic or they're organic. At the end of the day, they can do 99% of it with an algorithm, but at the end of the day, a human being needs to look at at least a couple examples and say, yeah, flush all these examples. Flush these, you know, whatever, 40 million backlink pages because I've seen 10 or 20 examples, and yeah, they all look spammy. Flush them. I, that's my hypothesis. I think that's how it's working. I think that's why 146,000 links in Search Console went down to 1,000. I think that could be maybe why this, either the disavow or the lost links or the, the no, non-counted links in Search Console could be the reason why the sister pages have come back, but they, those sister pages hadn't come back, as you can see here, for a very, very long time. So that's kind of what the experiments I've been running that I wanted to talk about. What do you guys think about that? Keith, Mark, uh, Paul, do you guys have any comments about that? What are your thoughts? <laughs> they're, they're silent. Uh, they have no thoughts. Keith, yeah. Uh, very interesting. You know, it's you're right. There's so much data. And what does Google do? with the bad sites with the garbage right you know they they might as well just flush it and only want to promote the good stuff yeah you know it's google has a, a number of level of indices right of indexes they have they have the from the bottom to the top as far as i've heard john Mueller talk about it and as far as my experiments kind of confirm they have the the we've seen the page once but it's complete garbage or it's now giving us a 404 we don't want it anymore put it in the, like, the dead index. We'll call that the dead index. And those are 404. As far as they're concerned, those are dead pages that they've seen once, but so so they know it exists to try and remember uh, 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 they've done it once, they know that it exists, uh, but they're not going to come back to that kind of a thing, right? Uh, the, when they might, so if you buy, an that's, that's the kind of problem with an expired domain. If you buy that kind of expired domain, that... Um, uh, they know those pages usually previously used to exist. Then the next level up from that is on the, in the caffeine indexer when they first see a page, what they're doing is they're, 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 they index those pages, but any kind of thin or duplicate content at that point that they think might still be useful for some people if they search for it, it's not a total spam crap page, but they, they do some automatic filtering at that point and, and decide not to show it. Uh, we can tell that because when I did a search looking for the links, 146,000 don't show up, like only 1,000 show up, right? We saw that number fluctuate over time. And then finally on the rank sort, when you do a search and they send you back to 1,000 pages, they do another filtering and rank sorting at that time. Of course, they do ranking. And um, uh, and they do, if you use the filter equals zero uh, URL parameter, you can see the, the pages that they're filtering out. That's the, exactly the same as, as clicking the omitted results kind of an idea. Does that make sense, guys? Should I show an example of that, or does that does that make enough sense? Say in the chat if that makes sense, or you guys here, if, if that made sense, what I just said. Yeah, no. It, it, oh, I, see a, I see a regular enemy of mine is is uh, filtered over into the chat. <laughs> that's that's fine. I, I, I guess he he's ate his Wheaties today, and he really wants to go on. Ignore that fellow for a while, and tell me if what I just talked about made sense. I'm going to put him in a timeout. This is quite fun. I didn't know you could do that. Put user in timeout. Boom. <laughs> there we go. Okay, fantastic. 
he has a timeout or she has a timeout for 300 seconds. Naughty person. So anyway, back to much more important matters. So um, when I talk about uh, doing the, the, the site colon search on the SERPs and how uh, talking about the negative SEO testing, I've talked about this a bunch of times on a bunch of shows. Did that make sense, guys? Guys who are listening, there's about 30 people listening right now. Did that make sense? Or do you want me to just show an example of that? Just give me a quick chat in the live chat if that made sense. Okay, so Kid Prodigo says, yes, it does. Okay, great. Okay, fantastic. So, yeah, so those, those tests are all very interesting. Like I said, I have tests ongoing. I have all kinds of tests that are going on. Uh, I'm definitely share the ones that I can share with you that, that are not super dangerous to share. Of course, there's certain tests when I find a hack in Google's system. Some of them I don't want to release because, quite frankly, <laughs> I don't want Google to know I know, <laughs> right? And I want to make sense of it. So I want to use it. So, uh, 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 that's, that's, so that's what I kind of want to do. Okay, so guys, do you guys have any comments about that or any, anything final you want to say about that? I think that the uh, the test that you did is is uh, unique and and interesting. I think if you did it again and and repeated the same results, I think you'd be onto something. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, all these tests have to be repeatable, not only by myself but by other people. That's kind of how science works. And so, you know, one test is interesting. And if I have one test, you know, it's better than going off just my 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 random guess, you know. But definitely, for it to start really proving something, you, you're totally right. We definitely need more than just more than just one test going on. Uh, it's very interesting. And just a side note. So I, I mentioned before we started the the broadcast that today uh, I had. Uh, 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 a kerfuffle with some of the Google people today, not John Mueller or any of the Google employees, but some of their 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 paid uh, online bullies, <laughs> otherwise known as the top contributors. And uh, I was trying, I was seriously trying to help them out and answer a question, and they they took offense like like they went zero to like like a million in like three seconds, and they're like. We know what we're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, obviously you don't, because you wouldn't have asked that question if if you did. Uh, and yeah, so things kind of devolved from there. So I suspect it's very interesting. Whenever I go and I talk to any of the top contributors, they always someone always happens to come onto my podcast and start slagging me off or giving me bad comments and stuff like that. So when Dreamwaves comes back, if he's still listening, he or she's listening, I'm going to invite you on the show. Any top contributor, any Google top contributor who thinks that I'm full of shit and wants to come on here and talk shit, I humbly invite you to come onto the show and we'll have a public, friendly debate about SEO and you can try to explain to us your point of view. Uh, up until now, all of them are cowards and none of them have taken me up on it. So I want I just, very briefly, I want to take that that chance, that that take that time. Dreamwaves, whoever the hell you are, if you wanna if you wanna slack me off, then have some courage and come onto the show. You don't even have to show your camera. I'm not showing my camera today because I'm still in bed with, my, with, a, with a broken back. But if you want to come onto the show and, and debate me, by all means, you are more than welcome to do so. Okay, so with that, let's move on to our special segment that we are going to do today. Today, Keith was going to show us something very, very important that I've talked about before, which is how to boost your click-through rate in Google and use the, the psychology power words. Social psychology has done a lot of testing over the years, guys, and they've come up with words that statistically will boost your click-through rate like magic. Like if you put this word in your title, uh, your, your title uh, tags and meta descriptions or even just your clickbait, wherever you're using it, these words will help you get more clicks. And so I want to turn it over to Keith, and Keith is going to show us how he uses these power words and how he boosts uh, click-through rate. Take it away, Keith. 
Hey, Josh, and uh, thank you for allowing me to um, jump in here and, and, and take over. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about increasing your CTR, the click-through rate, because the reality is when you go work with large agencies, SEO guys, um, they no longer will really guarantee anything, right? And some of those snakes you got to be careful of because they will be like, what, you got a money-back guarantee? Well, we'll get you to page one is what, right? what they'll say and a lot of times there you are you're sitting number eight you might be sitting number six and the big aggregates are above you right so um, let me take a look here and see if I click the right if I click the right button here I can share my screen here a second so hold on a second so can you guys see that oh no wait a minute let me click on the right button um, you go out, do a general search for Boise plumbers, right? And you've got your four ads at the top. You got the guys in the maps. And once in a while, you'll see a local business. But many times, you'll see the mega sites, right? The aggregates, Home Advisor, Yelp, um, even a huge nationwide company, Mr. Rooter, Angie's List. How do you use the right? language right those power words to get people to click on you and it's going to be really through your title and description and you, the one thing that for a very long time that I always had had a challenge with is I'd always just think about the, the keyword right but really you need to think of it more of an advertisement and don't be so focused on the keyword phrase really focus on what what does your customer want right and really be sure to address the customer's concerns. Um, one way to learn is right here. You go do your favorite search for your keyword in your city, and you can learn from the best of them in AdWords. Here they use all these power words to suck you in, right? And why? Because Google wants the money. They want the click. <laughs> right. <laughs> right so learn from that the kind of things you really need to address and it really just comes down to just general marketing is credibility experience you notice here the first guy honest fast BBB a rated be thinking about convenience right oh 24 7 plumber right here um, pricing is another one any kind of payment options put all that language in your title and your description and you're really going to help with the clicks. Um, any of your primary services or brands that you're specific to, products, and like Josh has always talked about, your USP, the unique selling proposition. You need to clearly state what sets you apart. And of course, another key thing too in digital is a call to action because there's so much noise on this first page, right? You, you're going to have to say, hey, 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 pick me, pick me. Yeah, I, I know it sounds obvious, but people underestimate how important a call to action is. You know, it, it, it really is, it really does increase the clicks uh, tremendously uh, to have a direct call to action, you know, click here with arrows pointing at it, you know. Clearly, right. And um, as a general disclaimer, I don't work with any of these local plumbers. Um, I just totally pulled this out of the hat and we're you know doing a live search right now because I just want to show you 
what you can learn, not only if you're an SEO guy, a consultant on the other side of the screen saying, hey, gosh, I got a guy to number six, but I can't get him any higher. Well, you can with the right words, especially if you can in -click, uh, increase the click-through. And you can even um, tap into human curiosity, right? The, you know, save today, any kind of bonus special offers. So just as a little bit of um, HTML 101, when you do a search, and when I'm talking about the title tag, I'm talking about this first line right here. I think you get about 55 to 60 characters, and if you know if you know what you're doing, or you work with an SEO guy, your website guy, you can manipulate exactly what this says. Um, with that, this is typically where you're going to say the what, the where, and the who, right? So here, Boise Plumber. There's another little bit of a, a need when it comes to availability. Um, here's Yelp screaming at you, the 10 best plumbers. You recognize that brand, you click on it. Um, you definitely need to go in and fix your title tags immediately if you want your website to find customers. Um, I've seen old websites increase their rankings 25% just by fixing this stuff. So you definitely want to write something that is appealing to a human. Uh, as I mentioned, 55 to 60 characters long. Um, Josh, I think, I don't think you'll mind if I share this. There is a website. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's, it's website advantage. Um, I think I got this link from you. This Aussie down in Australia, I owe this guy probably a, a gallon of beer because <laughs> you have you used this page where you can you can oh, yeah, test. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I found that some time ago. I don't know if you got it from me or not, but I I, yeah. I use that same one, and it is it saves a lot of time. That's a great guy. I've talked with him. Buy him a beer if you use that tool for sure. Yeah, I I like I say I owe him like uh, two twelve packs for sure. So, um, this is a perfect place to figure out exactly what you want to say, and how you can manipulate your title and your description. You enter in the information; it'll display it up here and you can play along with it all day long. Um, the other key thing too, obviously, is every title needs to be different and separate. You'll, it'll be a little bit of a penalty against you as well. Um, a question for you, Josh. Sometimes I note titles get changed by Google. Do you know how they mess with that or why they mess with that on, on the search results? Yeah, I mean they've been doing that for some time. Um, uh, you know, it's really it, it's it's if they predict that you're not giving the user what they want because ever since kind of Hummingbird and RankBrain, they can rank your page that's about red apples if they think it's a good page for best red apples, uh, or vice versa. You know, this is not quite the same topic. You know, a general page about red apples in general might not be a page about the best possible red apples that are out there. But if they see that they've got a good uh, click verification that people search for XYZ and they click on your page and they, they seem to like it and they don't bounce and all those other quality signals that Google is looking for, then they might rank your page for it. And then they'll change the title as well so that people know what they're going to get or, or, or have an idea what they're going to get. So I don't know what your – I'd love to hear what your opinion is on this, but my opinion is, and the way I do it, and it's, it seems to have worked, is that what you do – 
is you um, you make sure that your your main keyword is in the title, and but you also that doesn't mean you don't want to use the psychology of power words, and that doesn't mean you don't want to make the title enticing and 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 exciting and stand out with a call to action so that they click it. So uh, that's how I get around that. What what are your thoughts on that? I haven't quite figured it out. Um, <laughs> there are times where you can have an exact match domain, and so you might drop the brand into the title. It it may not have to be you know first. For example, like here, uh, Mr. Reuter, they put their name last, but Mr. Reuter is also there. Um, a human will visually scan this entire thing, and if they can see it says Reuter, my typical advice is I don't put that there. But then again, if I probably did a search. This is just a live test. So right now, the way this is showing, Plumbers in Boise, Mr. Reuter Plumbing. If I typed in Mr. Reuter Plumbing, will Google flip that? I've seen them. Well, they'll take this and put it first right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in my thought, it really comes down to you're just, it's, you're just trying to impress people, right? If you can focus on scarcity, your experience, you know, something like save today, you know, again, learn from what these guys do because they're paying the money, right? And what we're telling everyone right now is if you do it right, you're going to get the clicks. Uh, for example, uh, this was so funny. I scrolled down the list here and, and look at this guy. I bet if we did... Um, a SERP result. If you if you pulled one of your tools out, I bet you this guy has the weakest. He's the weakest on the page. I bet. However, I, I this is I, I I promise the world. Just because the guy's named Keith, this is not my customer. This is a total coincidence. Uh -huh. I, I, You're trying I, to get us to click, aren't you? <laughs> but look at how clever he is, right? Number one plumber in Boise, 20 years plus experience. Keith is ready today. He and 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 check this out. I mean, that looks like an ad word. It totally looks like an ad word. He's he's throwing in reviews, Angie's list, you know, uh, awesome. So even though I'm using Boise plumbers here, he only uses it once and he doesn't even use it next to each other in the title tag. Yeah, he's he's partial match and not exact match. So along with a clear title, and this one is a little bit over the top, but hey, we can do an analysis on it and see, you can also get very clever with your description. And it's, it's another meta tag. It's hidden within the HTML um, within that head section. And so you don't want this to be any longer than um, about 160 characters. You can go over and use our buddy's uh, little tool and type in a description right here, and it's going to show you and it's going to give you a warning if you're too long. I know one of the things that um, Josh is really good about, and I don't see it here. Um, I'm going to just switch the search. Is Josh um, had taught me. Oh, shoot, it didn't come up, where you put an asterisk. You put in other items within the description, not just character, you know, other characters that set apart your actual words. So, again, it jumps off the page. Just yeah. like 
here's you know they use a plus they have a dollar sign um, all these kinds of things draw in that human eye so if you can use um, a quality description and this is really where you want to expand on the why portion right why should I click on you why Cloverdale why plumber right obviously this guy Keith hey you know what Clients love him, and he, you know, he may be full of crap, but guess what? I'm going <laughs> to click on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it stands out. It's using different characters, like the number one plumber, or whatnot. Here, while I'm talking, I'll present your screen. It has number one plumber in Boise. You know, it's got a pipe, 20 plus years experience. That's standing out. The EXP is standing out. Uh, there's ways I think that could be made even better. The only problem with that is he doesn't have a call to action in the title. Right. Uh, but he does have a kind of a call to action in the description there. You'll find out why Keith uh, clients love Keith. Um, and, and again, clickbait style kind of, you know, you know, you know, see the top five things he did, you know, to do this kind of, you know, those kind of scandalous kinds of things. It does get people clicking. And so if you're unsure as to what should be your title and meta description, you can always do uh, A-B testing, right? I always look in Search Console to see what, my click-through rate is for a, a family of queries, for search queries, and I optimize for the best query out of them, and then I try and boost my click-through rate, and you could bring it down sometimes. Most of the time it goes up if you know what you're doing, uh, and then and you're only gonna get it so high. Like if you're ranking in the eighth position or the ninth position, um, that that is, you know, you're only gonna get a click-through rate of so much on the Google SERP, but it's free traffic right there. All you, can, you can get your client, you can get your site free traffic from Google in five seconds by, by updating it the right way. So that's what I like to do. Yeah. So I, what, what I'd like to do now, Keith, is I'd like to, um, I want someone on, in the chat here, give us a site and what we'll do is we'll upgrade, we'll, 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 re, we'll rewrite your title and meta description on that, that, uh, that uh, the tool that the, uh, Keith just shared with us that I like to use there. And uh, we'll see if we can uh, on, uh, uh, see if we can, update your your website right now on the website advantage tool yeah okay so Furk uh, uh, gave us babybedtimebliss.com is it babybedtimebliss.com by the way just in okay. case just in case uh, this person comes back I did in Google Plus invite dreamwaves whatever his or her name is to actually come on the show and debate us and I called them a coward so so we'll see if they come back. And just to warn my, my watchers, they might come back and, and wag their genitals at us, which is usually what happens when you when you tell someone to come on. So that might happen, but okay, just to warn you, but it'll be fun. Either way, it'll be fun if they if they come on. Uh, uh, I'd love to get one of these persons actually in a voice debate as opposed to a very cowardly kind of internet troll debate. Okay, so Keith, why don't you take baby bedtime bliss and I'll take this next one, this prowebco.com that Vikram uh, say, uh, uh, shared. And let's rewrite the titles and let's see um, what we come up with. How about that? All right. Is this a challenge? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a challenge. <laughs> this is, we don't have to make it a competition. But, but let's, let's – uh, so make uh, your preview there a bit bigger just so people can see uh, your screen there a bit. All right. So I'll share my screen as well and then people can see what we're working on here. Okay, so I've got the tool up here, so I'm going to put his website in here. Hopefully, it's not a, a, a porn site or something. Okay, oops. Let's see. Is it HTTP? 
what is the tool has to have the right to get the to get the text loaded. It has to write the right one. And the tool sometimes breaks, and so this might be a bad a bad uh, live example. How is yours working for you? Pretty good. Let me see if this website comes out. Yeah, okay, it comes out. So that's the right uh, that's the right URL. So I'll go back here. I'll reload this page. So then I'll enter the domain, and usually it acquires it right from the domain. There we go. Okay, now it works. Okay, perfect. Okay, so this is what it's going to look like right now on Google. Uh, you know that's not too bad. That's not too bad. How does yours look there, Keith? What does yours look like? Um, you, there are their their description is is terrible. It's like they they didn't fill it out. They didn't know. <laughs> okay, well let's share your screen. Let's let's take a look at it. <laughs> uh, sorry, let me click on the right buttons here. Oops. And again, I'll say to Vikram and I'll say to Furek, you know, don't be insulted if, if we jump all over your titles and meta descriptions. We, we meet it with love. We meet it with love. But that's what happens when you go to on an SEO show. Okay, so I'll work on mine here. Keith, why don't you show what yours is? Here, SEO India, like, uh, first off, I should ask, though, what is your main keyword? I, I need to know what your main keyword is that you're trying to optimize this page for. Vikram, what is your main keyword for Pro Web Code? Or for this example, what should it be? Because I, I at least I need to know that. See, hopefully Vikram responds there. But normally I would do something like this. I might do something like this, you know. I, I like using this wow. I don't I don't it might be a little cheesy, it might be a little sensational, and you, you might have seen it in other SERPs, and you know, oh that's somebody who watches Josh. Because <laughs> if you see this in other SERPs, <laughs> I'm, I'm about the only person who uses this, right? But I like I like wow, you know, this is a little spammy. I don't know, uh, but I wouldn't repeat SEO. If you repeated SEO in the title, I wouldn't do that. Um, uh, SEO India is tough. SEO India, I don't know if that's your keyword. Let's see, Vikram, had you respond? SEO India, okay. So Vikram wants SEO India to be his top keyword. Uh, and uh, Furik, you got to let us know for Baby Bedtime Bliss what your main keyword is so that Keith can do that uh, optimization there. But I might do, wow, top SEO India. I also might do 2017's. This is what I would do. Test SEO India in India, in India or India, uh, and even if it's a complete lie, rated the best in search, PPC, and more. I might do something like that. 2017's best in India, and here's the problem: is I'm right up against the pixel limit. That's going to be too much because uh, it's it, this is a, only a rough guess, right? So I would say 2017's best SEO in India rated the best in search PPC, and then um, 
Right now, his better description is ProWeb Technology is one of the top digital marketing companies in India. For SEO, this should be companies in India. Always make sure you have proper grammar and spelling. Uh, Facebook advertising, Google AdWords, and content marketing. Um, um, top. Uh, now, now, here's where we need to do sales 101. What is your USP, as Keith mentioned? What is the most important um, uh, sales value proposition for you, right? It's sales 101. We need to build value and positive feeling about your proposition, you, you, your, your thing you're offering, and we need to reduce and remove fear and any negative feelings, any hesitations. So uh, let's say I don't know if you want to, like I have no idea, Vikram, if you'd want to sell yourself on what I'm about to say, but but this is what I would do. I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, cost effective. Um, uh, that's that's too much. Well, ProWeb Tech, ProWeb Tech, ProWeb Tech. Uh, you and you want to you want to you know get ProWeb Tech. Top digital marketing company in India, working for you. You is a is a one of the power words. Top ambassador, one of the power words. SEO, Facebook advertising, Google AdWords, and content marketing, cost effective. So this is what you know. Again, it can be a little spammy. It can be a little sensational, but again. We are in marketing, guys. <laughs> At the end of the day, <laughs> we, we work in marketing. It's gotta be a you gotta be a little bit uh, sensational, right? You know, it's gotta be a little bit. So I like doing that at the end because for left to right readers, their eyes are gonna start here. They're gonna go blah 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 blah, and the eyes end up right here. And that's where the size the, the the sales value proposition is cost effective. It would even be better if I could do something like. Uh, get ProWeb Digital Marketing working for you. Uh, I would do something like cost-effective, uh, tiered pricing. Here's where you start bragging about all your different things you do. Call now 1-800-555-5555. And then that call to action also should be on the far right. So I need to increase it more. Uh, get ProWeb Tech, top digital marketing company working for you. Uh, we service, we have serviced customers around the globe for 20 years. Uh, or something like that, and then you have to make it fit. That's, that's still too much. Then I would have to get rid of this stuff here. The, uh, the call to action is the most important bit that you would want for sure. So I need to, how, how are you doing, Keith? What, what is your yeah, good. Like you say, you know, um, and this is why I don't mind um, sharing this information because it's a little bit of an art, right? You, you got to be clever with copywriting and text and English, right, to yeah. speak to that human and speak to the target audience. So, um, yeah, I've got something. I mean, to uh, I, I spend minutes, usually a good half hour, on the main homepage. And once I get that one knocked out, then I'll copy and then make slight changes depending on the other specific pages throughout the site. 
Yeah, no, exactly. You could, you can definitely do that. You could definitely, you know, bang one out and then be like, okay, I'm going to use this again and again and again. Uh, so I need to get rid of some in mine. So I have um, Baby Bedtime Bliss, and I'm, I'm assuming it's a brand. Um, I did not change this title at all. I don't think I modified it much. Um, but this is where I got more creative within the trying to speak to the buyer, right? Speak to the mother. And one of Josh's techniques is like I stole it right there, you know, because he, you know, he teaches the SEO experts how to be an SB, SEO superstar, rock star. <laughs> well, well, thank you. <laughs> is the asterisk before and after? Um, again, it's it's popping off the page, right? So. Um, any combinations like this. You can also dangle a carrot right here. And by doing the order, order now and get a free. Well, get a free what? I don't know, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to click on it. <laughs> That's so, a good trick. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, we'll put it on the gray hat if you want. But um, some of this. <laughs> I really like that. A free what? Oh, i got to click this for sure. <laughs> I would get clicks. Oh, oh no, no. All my tricks are gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you're trying to do, right? If someone saw that and you were towards the bottom of the page, they might click on it clearly. For sure, for sure. So this is some of just examples of what we would do. Again, it, it is an art. It is a science and an art, as Keith mentioned. And it does take work. And you've got to be careful. You can't just slap out sloppy titles and meta descriptions, especially if you're working for a client. You could bring their CTR down, and that's not what you want to do, right? So again, I would look in Search Console, I would see what that page is ranking for, and then I would pick the best search out of that, and then I would optimize for that search. And uh, I would usually go for exact match, but not always, you don't need to do that always. And what I would do, so, so what I did for this title is I like the date, because of course you have to change it when 2018 rolls around, but that's fine. The date, this is a little, little leak I got from Eric Ward actually, uh, the old Link Moses, is that the title in the, the description there seems to get better click-through rate or rankings or both. So that could be a QDF uh, factor as well. I just like to use. So if there's room, I like to put the date. 2000's best SEO in India, rated the best in search. You can see. I'll repeat best. I don't care because that's not the keyword. SEO is the keyword. India is the keyword. SEO in India is just like SEO India. Google knows that. RankBrain will probably – that's – I asked John Mueller. He said it's pretty much 100% synonymous. So I'm like, okay, great. So you can use synonyms that are 100% synonymous. You know, as long as you know it means the same thing. SEO in my favorite country, India, is not synonymous as SEO India, but SEO in India is. And again, I would have a call to action. I would, I would, you got to build the value in here as to why they will call you, and then the farthest to the right, you can do call now and give them the number or whatever you need to do to get them for the call to action. So that's how I would run that, and that. So thank you very much, Keith, for that. I, I totally agree. It's very important information. And it's, it's, it's an art and a science and definitely stuff that you always need to work on. So let's move on to the final segment for the show, and that's you guys. The final segment is you. It's answering your questions. Let me see if I can answer, uh, ask, uh, find some questions in the chat. But while I'm doing that, we've had uh, Paul and Mark and Bradley hanging out. Paul, Mark, and Bradley, if you guys have any SEO questions, please, by all means, turn on your microphone and ask them now while I look for questions.
Okay, so if guys, again, guys, if you have any questions, if you're still there, if you haven't fallen asleep, <laughs> uh, go ahead and ask them. I'm going to ask a question I have in the chat here. So Ugly Mug one one two three six zero one asks, "Hey Josh, working with a client, can you overview do an overview of BailRep.com with SerpWorks and much appreciated thanks." Okay, sure, I can do that. So here's uh, what he's talking about. I'll give you my thirty second SEO audit which is not as good as a real SEO audit, but I'll give you a 30-second one. So here's the site he's talking about, bailrep.com. He just wanted to see very quickly what it looked like in SERP, uh, in SERP work. So let's see. If I do a site colon search here, and I'm on CA, so let's go to .com. Okay, so here's what it looks like. Now, SERP works is my SERP overlay I like to use. It pulls metrics from Majestic, Moz. It pulls metrics, uh, metrics from Ahrefs if you have an account with them and you're logged in. It pulls metrics from SEMrush. And then it also counts the on-page factors and does a little keyword density uh, based on the search query. So because this search query is site colon blah, 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 it's not going to have any keyword density. Then it gives you the years uh, when it was first archived. Uh, that doesn't mean how many years it's been online, just when it was first archived. And then the social factors. And so. Again, this is not the only way to, to do an SEO uh, competitive analysis, and it might not even be the best way, quite frankly. But this is uh, what he asked me to do, <laughs> and this is how I kind of like to look at it. So here we have BailRep. Um, it's interesting that the index page is not the main page when I did a site colon search. That tells me there's some entity quality problems right there. Um, this is part of the debate I had with some nasty people on Twitter today. <laughs> they didn't know how site colon worked. If you've been doing SEO long enough and you watch what Google gives back to you when you do a site colon search, you can start making some educated guesses. And I fully admit they're guesses. They're like, that's just your hypothesis. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, it's my hypothesis. Just like your hypothesis as to how everything is working. At least I have, you know, I try and go on five levels of evidence. I try and be pretty honest with that. But I do you know, hundreds of audits a year, and I do a search for every one of them. And sites that seem to have quality problems, they also seem to have site colon search problems. And so right off the bat, I can tell you just by looking at this, your index page should have been the most important page for the site colon search. Uh, so you've got some kinds of uh, a spam filter or some kind of quality filter going on there. Again, I would have to dig deeper to find out what it is and how to fix it. Also, I'm seeing some doorway pages. So let's take a look at one of these doorway pages here. Washington bail bonds. Obviously, you're trying to rank for every location under the sun. Uh, let me guess. This page is probably exactly the same as, as all the other pages. To test that, I can just quickly do a search on, the, on some of the text. And lo and behold, there's 241 results of that sentence. And so that is the textbook definition of, of doorway pages. That's the textbook definition of thin content. That's the textbook definition of duplicate content. And I know sometimes in local, you've got to do that because you want to rank for Colorado, Aurora. You want to rank for Irving, Texas. You want to rank for Fontana, California. But you've got to have better doorway pages than that. Otherwise, that Google is not going to treat your site very well. Technically, doorway pages is something they don't want you to do. What you can do on these pages here is what I would do is I would rewrite your top 10 to 20 that are important. Just custom write your top 10 to 20 locations that are important. And if you don't have 10 to 20 uh, locations that are important, what I would do is I would write about 100 different factoids that are related to bail bond loans and or these areas and filter in these factoids in a block, like two or three of them randomly on the page. 
you know, maybe 500 factoids. And then these pages will no longer be completely duplicated. And Google will see the pages changed every time they come back. And you'll get a little boost from query deserves freshness. If this is a uh, uh, any kind of search query, that freshness is even vaguely important, which I think it is. Uh, you know, if the if the if the information about your bail bond loans has updated, people are going to want to know that, and Google is going to want to know that too. And so I think that will help you out in that regard. And that's what I would do there, my friend. Uh, Mark asks a question, and Bradley asked a question here in the chat. Bradley asks, what is your take on keyword density? Would you put any effort into this or just focus on the title tag and good content and links? Uh, good question, Bradley. Yes. For those of you who have been watching my rants for some time, you know very well that I do place a very high priority on keyword density. The, search, uh, the SEO Intelligence Agency, which I've had a guest on the show many times and to which I'm a member, Anna and myself, we've done empirical single variable tests on keyword density. And so, for example, um, Hey, ugly mug. <laughs> hey, that's your handle, dude. <laughs> I don't know your real name. Uh, what is so obviously with this kind of site here, you're trying to rank. Let's see here. Let's see what you rank for. I can just use SEMrush for this. So, by the way, if you're ever wondering what does a site rank for, how do you test that? I'll show you. You go over to this nifty site called SEMrush.com. And you, ch you choose the location you want to check for. You paste it in here, and you can say go. And SEMrush will tell you how many backlinks there are, tell you what it's ranking for, and this is what it's ranking for. And look at that. It's ranking pretty well. It's ranking position one for a whole bunch of bail bond loans queries. So that's pretty lucrative. That's pretty good. So it's weird that your index page wasn't showing up there. Uh, I don't know. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, I did, you, I'm sorry, did not, um, I'm going to just inspect the code, but it looks like he has three different H1s right off on the index. Um, yeah. may have some uh, domain redirects from the non-original page, so he probably has to get, get that straightened out. I'm not sure how much that could impact it, or at least why they're not giving it uh, more uh, credibility, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is very interesting. So now that I see what you're also ranking for, this is fascinating, actually. Uh, okay, so this is how I would use SERPWorks and my, my knowledge in, in many, many years of doing SEO. For my opinion, my hypothesis of how this all works out and how it works, so I'll, I'll cover my bets and call it my hypothesis. So if, let's see, did Dreamwaves came? Dream, Dreamwaves came? Did you come back, Dreamwaves? Oh, come on. You want to come and debate with us? Oh, that's, that's, oh, it makes me sad. All right. Anyway, no debating for me. So yeah, you are ranking really well. Look at this. Uh, you got not only one uh, SERP, but you got the next one as well on bail bond, bail bond loans. Uh, right, this bail bond loans is what we checked. So um, this is really interesting. So first off, let me answer the question that, that uh, Bradley asked. Yes, I put a lot of stock into keyword density. The keyword density, as we can see here, is the average key on-page keyword density is 44%. And this site here uh, in question that we want to check is only 0.37. So they're low. Their keyword density needs to be higher for that search query if that's what they want to rank for, if that's the main keyword for that page. Um, you want to be no more than two times the number because both Kyle's tested this and I've tested this now. 
five or six or seven times now. And so we're pretty darn sure we've, we've nailed the number down. And so if the average keyword density here is, 0 .3, uh, is 0 0.44, if the average on-page keyword density for these 15 search results is 0.44, you want to be no higher than 0 0.88. 0 0.66 would be a good number. If the keyword density was 1%, you wouldn't want to be over 2% because that's when you start going into, into over-optimization territory. So I would literally take the, the word bail bond loans, and on this page here, I would type it into the, the content one more time. <laughs> and that would probably get you into the keyword density that is over 4.44%. Right now you're under it. I mean, you're still ranking number one for it, so it doesn't really matter, <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> but you get my point, is that let's say you weren't. Let's say I was talking to, to, this, to, this, guy, uh, to this guy down here. Uh, their keyword density is way too high. Their keyword density is way too high. So these guys need to reduce their keyword density. These guys need to increase their keyword density to 0.66%. These guys need to bring it down to 0.66%. And this is based on some empirical testing. Is that the only factor? No. Do other factors override it? Yes. Uh, uh, am I pretty sure about this? I'm pretty darn, I'm, I'm five or six empirical tests sure. So and, that, I'm, uh, Josh, I think there was a question that came in regarding alt tags and keyword density. Expand on that. Yeah, that's a good question. So here's the problem is that Google is probably including that in, in the page keyword density. I'm not entirely sure if SERP works is. I don't know if this tool is. So that's where that's one of the reasons why I recommend not you should definitely put keywords in your alt uh, attributes for a couple of reasons. One, if you want to rank for image search, you, you should put alt, uh, you should put keywords in the alt for the image. Two you can use the alt for extra keywords if you're putting on the link. But remember that that has to be uh, only if you don't have any linking text, then you would use the alt. I would not use the title attribute in the anchor tag because it's just stuffing in extra keywords that you don't need. You don't need to fill in all these, these places. It's the keyword density that gets you there or, or pushes you over. It's not putting keywords in all these key spots. The, to answer the on-page SEO question, the places where you should that that Keith was talking about there, the places where you should put uh, uh, keywords is in the title, in the title, possibly in the URL. The title is more important, and your H1, and some a little bit in the text. That's it. Just to you, just until you get the right keyword density. I wouldn't bother with the alt attributes, and I wouldn't bother with bother with the the title attributes, because it just will put you over threshold, and and is just just hard to calculate unless you remember to go in and calculate that those those uh, those keywords too and so, is there a connection on like the semantic synonym part of the algorithm as well like if you're using similar yeah word? yeah no of course there is but the, the, this, it's a matter of debate so ted kyle and i all have a different opinion that's probably why you're asking because ted kyle and i all have a slightly different opinion on how this works so what I'm talking about the keyword, I'm talking about exact match. I'm talking about bail bond loans. Remember, but any 100% synonym would count, but we don't know what 100% synonyms are. Like bail bonds loans, like this is probably 100% synonym, but this is still partial match because it doesn't include the word loans. I'm talking about bail bond loans. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this. And finally, just to just to finish with this example, so I can move on and answer some other questions. So look at this, guys. Notice this. Whenever you see a site, um, this is a low quality SERP. 
I, I, the, the, there's no quality metrics. There's uh, like, again, as I started at the top of the show, we're still looking in the SEO industry for an objective third party quality metric that we can rely on. And I've talked to Richard who, who runs SERPWorks and I said, hey dude, it would be awesome if we can get some kind of quality metric in here. And we're like, okay, well what? So we're trying to brainstorm what we could use. But, but until that such time, you have to make an eyeball determination. And when I look at this SERP, I'm telling you, this is a low quality SERP. I can tell that for, two re for a number of reasons. Uh, one, educated guess. This is going to be a spammy niche no matter what, <laughs> right? It's bail bonds. It's a spammy niche, I could tell you right away. So we're going to have quality problems. We're going to have spam problems right off the bat. Uh, look at the CPC also that, uh, that um, uh, Google is nice. Uh, that search works puts up here for us, and Google is nice enough to report. Eight bucks a click is actually pretty good. That's a pretty lucrative SERP, right? Anything north of five bucks, is it gets in the lucrative mode. Not like the mesotholioma kind of websites that are like the, 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 the CPC is like 200 a click, right? That's like ridiculous. But still, $8 a click is not bad. It, you certainly feel it when you're paying for those ads, right? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it's not bad in terms of, of conversions, in terms of, of, uh, of, of what your commission is going to be for, for uh, monetizing this kind of traffic. So that tells me, again, the more lucrative it is, the more spammy it's going to be, the more black hat it's going to be, right? That's another uh, two educated guess. Three, direct leak from Google. If you ever, Gary Elish already said, if you ever see a search, uh, a search results page, a SERP, where you have two results from the same site and it's not branded, this is not a branded, bailrep.com is not bail bond loans. So this is, a, this is a, not a navigational search. This is a head term. This, is, this guy's ranking really well. And he, his quality is, my guess that he had quality problems earlier is definitely not on the click side. It could be on the filtering side, but it's definitely not on the click side because his clicks are good enough that he's better than all the rest of this because he, he gets, he's so good that Google's like, hey, dude, I'm going to give you two results for this search. So that's how I know there's a disproportionate quality uh, calculation here that his site is higher. And look at these other, like, look at this other, um, it doesn't know what to tell you. It's like, I don't know. Do you want a wiki? How is that what you want? I have no quality responses for you. Or do you want to, you want a Google site? Okay, fine. I'll give you a Google site. Whenever you get a Google site or a wiki, how that's usually because Google is scraping the bottom of the, the quality barrel for whatever to, to say here. I just want to say one last thing. How many competitors do you have? If I search this in quotations <laughs> and then I do my start 990 trick. One million. I need, no, no, it's not going to be many. It look, <laughs> he's got 42 uh, pages that have optimized for bail bond loans. The actual number of competitors he has who have optimized for that exact match text is 42. The, the meaning of life, if I recall, <laughs> if I recall correctly, my, my exact age and the meaning of life. So, wow. And that's, eight, part, and that's part of the reason why when that first came up, you said this is fascinating. Yes. <laughs> so uh, uh, an $8 click SERP with only 42 competitors and very, very low quality. I'm sorry I showed that out there because now some people should be thinking, hmm, I really should be making a, bail, a bond bail loan site and trying to rank. There's plenty of room and hardly any competitors right now. So that is definitely exciting, interesting stuff. Okay, let's go back here. See if we're going to find some more questions. Uh, Ferex says, why would links drop on hrefs? What is the main reason? 
Uh, well, Farik, the, the reason that is is because um, links disappear off the link graph. Uh, you know, they, 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 they fall off web pages. Web pages disappear. They start 404ing, and then so that they're putting on the dead index. Remember that they're gone. Links get removed. And hrefs is not perfect. Sometimes they crawl the page right. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they remember to crawl the page. Sometimes they don't. So hrefs is imperfect as well. So you have those, those three reasons, link deleted, page deleted, or href mess up. That's the reason why. Uh, let's see what other questions we got going on here. Vikram asks, even though there's no stars, I managed to see it. You're lucky. Uh, can we have discussion about tools like Ranker X, Money Robot, SEO Autopilot, and GSA SER? Yes, Vikram, we certainly can. In future shows, we can definitely talk about those tools. Why don't you send me an email at joshmashinsky at gmail.com and tell me anybody, send me an email at joshmashinsky at gmail.com if you have any SEO questions or any kind of uh, information about future tools and future stuff you want me to go over. I've got more stuff cooking about, uh, about a tool. I, I Hopefully, I'm in negotiation right now with Chris uh, uh, for, to look at this tool. Uh, it's a German tool. It's a German tool. I'll try to look at it. So uh, hopefully, I'm in negotiation with him. So I might have something working up for you that actually Clint, our Black Hat uh, co-host, mentioned uh, a, a couple of shows ago. I hope to take a look at that with you guys. But email me if you have any tools you want to take a look at. Steve says, broken back, what the heck? Yeah, I pinched a nerve. I tore a ligament, and it inflamed, and it pinched a nerve. And it was right when my conference was, so you know it wasn't great. <laughs> I looks like some kind of weirdo sitting on stage in this weird kind of reclining chair, but that's the only thing I could do. Kid Protego asks, can you look at Piano Key Solutions? Sorry, I don't have time. Uh, we're at the end of the show. You have to get that kind of question in first if you want us to look at it. Furek asks, what are some of the reasons you see links dropping in Ahrefs but not in Search Console? Ooh, that's a good question. Again, links would drop in, in Ahrefs uh, probably because, uh, again, Ahrefs is not perfect. Uh, Ahrefs probably, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. Ahrefs is not anywhere near as good as Google at finding backlinks, but Ahrefs probably updates that information uh, uh, that much, much more fast, uh, uh, much faster than the people at Search Console does. Google will update their database fast, either better and faster than Ahrefs, don't get me wrong, but you're not getting a live representation of the links that Google knows about on your site. <laughs> you're getting a two or three week later push to Google Search Console of what links you have on your site, right? So that's why in Search Console, it looks like nothing's happening, but they only update it every two or three weeks. Ahrefs probably updates every two or three days but they're not anywhere near as good as Google. I can guarantee you that. And is there any other questions here that I can find? Uh, Mark asks, there's no asterisks, Mark. Uh, we polls, we, we, we Polish people, we, we, we disobey the rules, but okay, I'll, I'll answer the question. I know, sorry, I know Mark's Polish, or I know he knows a lot about Poland anyway. We talked about it. Hey, Josh, I'm working with someone uh, I had 200 pages of light content, copied images of their pages under 300 words from a previous SEO had little or no traffic, nine-year-old site. Uh, I deleted the most useless quality, low-quality pages, and I'm building it up from scratch, as it did not get much traffic anyway. I will rebuild a few pages that have links that are not 404. Uh, any other ideas to re rebuild the site? So that's a great question, Mark. So yeah, I mean, I get asked this all the time. You've got to be really, really careful. Again, you know, Keith, uh, Mark, Paul, I'd love to hear your guys' opinion as well on this one, Bradley as well. And I see you, you guys have put some... Uh, Questions in, in our internal chat. I can ask those. Uh, I can answer those in a second. Um, go ahead. Uh, well, one particular strategy that can work is 
you know, especially because I work with a lot of local businesses and they all have five, 10 page sites and, but they all want to rank, right? And you need traffic. And so if you're not going to buy traffic or if you're not the dominant brand, Google's going to say, hey, buddy, only 10 people went to your site last month. So therefore, there was a trend years ago, oh, you need a blog, you need a blog. Well, the challenge with a blog is you got to take the time to write that. And you don't have experts on your team and content marketing. But there's something you can experts. do. Experts yeah. to write a blog? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying that that individual business owner, right? No, no I, I, I'm being right. facetious. I agree yeah, entirely. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And so, but what can you do is to say, go out and use, find those questions that are most asked and create an article or very, you know, something that people search for, either make a video of it or make an awesome um, article. And then it might rank nationwide, but you're getting traffic from it. And so Google will at least recognize, hey, um, since you're getting traffic, we're now going to rank you a little bit higher locally. And that's a a particular strategy to try to rebuild a site, right? Look at future trends. Um, the other thing too is on rebuilding a site, you've got to look at this device right here, right? It's all about the mobile and what do your consumers want? And that's where it does kind of come back to general marketing and say, what's the most imperative information? Look at what my competitors do and just do it better. No, definitely mobile, uh, mobile is going to be huge and it is huge moving forward. Uh, the mobile first index is going to be rolling out, you know, probably within the next six months, pretty soon into 2018. So that's definitely, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more there, Keith, about the mobile. But I, I do have to disagree just slightly, or at least give a certain, a, a different a different take on it anyway, a different perspective. When it comes to answering Mark's question for me, it, when you're dealing with a site that you think of has, has had quality problems, you really got to be careful. So it's like, do you no index these pages or do you delete them or do you try to improve them? John Mueller and Gary Ilyich have both said it would be better if you try to improve these pages because they're already ranking. They've already been through some, whether they're ranking well or not, they're already ranking. They've already been through some vetting from Google. They already have some trust built up from Google because they've existed for a while. And a bigger site does rank better. They do have more internal link juice. And a bigger site generates more page rank out of thin air, right? Because it has more pages internally linking. More links means more page rank. So a bigger site does rank better. You don't want to go deleting 100,000 pages off your site because suddenly you're not going to be ranking the same way even for the other queries, just the same way Keith was talking. I mean, if you have a bunch of, if you have 100,000 blog pages all interlinking, you're going to get some link value out of that. The problem you've got to watch there is Panda, the terrible Panda beast. Penguin was made to detect link spam. Panda was made to detect content spam just inflating fluff SEO content that has no value, that nobody likes, that users bounce from. That's what Panda was always made to find, and it did it in, in kind of analog ways back in the day, and now it does it kind of in digital, like to the, to the few weak ways. I recently had a talk with John Mueller on air. I don't know if you guys noticed in his recent Hangout, and I put the boost to him, asked him some questions, and he, he admitted to me that actually Panda is updating like every few weeks. So it used to update like every year, then every six months, then they, they manually update it every four months. Now it's updating every four weeks. It's calculating your click data and updating. So it's very exciting. But so to answer Mark's questions, 
I would be very careful deleting pages. I, sorry, I can't look at the domain right now, but email me. I can take a look maybe. Or come on the, the, and ask the first question on the next show. Again, guys, if you want me to do a site clinic, I have no problem doing that. Just get it early in the show. I can only look at so many per show, right? I, I agree with you, Josh. Uh, the, it's better to improve the pages than delete them because it, it's it's worse on the site. And Keith is right also with the, the, the getting more traffic. And the only thing that I would add is um, – uh, creating a branded social media network because if you got the number one metric that Google uses to rank any kind of ranking is social engagement, you've got to have the uh, the social properties and and the traffic, and that's that's what I would do. Also, is it is create the branded entity and the branded social media network to go along with the website. Yeah, that's that's interesting too because. Uh, uh, Paul, because yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of other factors that, that come into it, right? Of course, yeah, you, that's all that that deals with the entity construction and and kind of building out your entity, proving you're a trust trusted entity, a quality entity, uh, an authoritative entity. Uh, the the offsite social signals are just as good as li uh, linking signals, as far as I'm concerned. And you definitely are going to need probably some kind of offsite signals uh, unless you're in a a really unique position where the SERP is so bad that that just on-page content could do the trick. Which is highly unlikely, but but anyway. So so answer, Mark. Josh, I got a comment on that. Yeah, by all means, Mark. Go ahead. So I, I looked at his site real quick, and you know, one of the first things I noticed is I don't think it's siloed correctly for what I would like. Um, he's using product names in the menu rather than an actual category. Um, I, I think he'd be better off identifying categories that his services are in and creating those type of pages and then creating the product or the service pages off of that. Um, it, it definitely needs some work to it, uh, but that, that's, that's the first thing I would start. And I know, unfortunately, he's probably not in, in our Skype group this week, but Clint talked about this a lot on being able to do research for categories. Um, I don't know if it's on one of your past videos where he may have mentioned it as well, but if you know, you might be able to send a link to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's you know, there's, there's there's so many ideas we could talk about. I mean, it's it's so much. So they, you're, you're totally right too. I mean, definitely another on-site or on-page kind of uh, strategy is siloing or or kind of logically building. So uh, if I had joshuasfruitemporium.com, it'd be slash apples slash red apples. You know, that's definitely Google really does seem to like these kinds of logical. Uh, logical breakdowns of information that they can digest and then understand the site and the pages better. And it does seem to give not only some kind of ranking boost in some cases, it seems to also let you rank for other queries that are related because there's they're, they're pretty sure, they're even more sure now that you're about it. But, uh, you know, so there's all different kinds of things you can do for sure. There's a lot of good ideas. Um, um, just, for, just to answer the question about quality, I'd be careful about deleting pages. You definitely have to improve them. Uh, uh, you definitely don't want copied images if at all possible. You want unique stuff if at all possible. Or there's definitely other tricks you can you can try to use. It, when I look at a site that has a bunch of pages like that where another SEO company just built tons of pages, um, the way I evaluate it and determine if I'm going to delete a page is first, is it indexed? Second, does it have backlinks coming to it that are giving it authority? And third, when you look in the analytics, is there traffic coming to those pages? If the answer is no to all three of those, then I personally delete it. But that's, you know, my preference. Yeah, Moz gives a, a checklist as well uh, of what they 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 they're kind of 
from the hip rule of thumb. You know, I would take a look at the what it's ranking for, and I would take a look at the, your user metrics and how much users are enjoying it. Uh, in analytics, you could also use a tool like Crazy Egg to see how much users are enjoying it as well. And the final question we're going to answer today is from Charlie. He says, hey, Josh, at Brighton SEO, Gary Ilyish, who is a uh, webmaster trans analyst at Google who works in the Zurich office with John Mueller. That's in Switzerland. Uh, he strongly suggested social is something we should really be looking at more. What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are, well, we just talked about social. So yeah, social is another one of the offsite ranking metrics. They might have dialed it up a little bit because people are making links less and less. The link sphere is dying. The blogosphere is dying. Like who runs a blog anymore? You know, just like a personal blog? Not many people. And so less links are being made and more social is definitely going on. And so Google's going to have to move in that, that direction is they might have to start beefing up that kind of, that kind of a signal. So I, uh, that's, you know, on my, my chart of, of, uh, uh, this is a perfect example on my chart of, of, of evidence. If I share that really quickly, people are gonna be like, Oh, grown, not that again. Yes, that again, damn it. <laughs> if I show this quickly. So that's what Google says. That's the fourth rank of evidence. You know, it's, it's slightly better than random SEO opinions. Uh, but, uh, uh, quite frankly, I need to see that in the field and I need to see uh, huge massive correlations that that is a ranking factor. And I would try to do single variable experiments, which we have, by the way, we've done experiments into, into social and we found out that social does have a ranking, uh, boost of, of some various ways. And uh, we also found that if you do it wrong, you can de-index a page. <laughs> so don't just go buying social signals. Talk to me first, because we definitely have seen a negative SEO effect <laughs> from doing uh, social badly. So that's the show for today, guys. Thanks very much for listening. Again, my name is Josh Bashinsky. This has been the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. We toss around White Hat and Black Hat SEO ideas and, and uh, chew them up a bit, debate them. I'd like to thank Keith and Paul and Mark all for contributing today. And again, if you have any SEO questions, you can follow me at Twitter at Josh Bashinsky. You can email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. And you can find more videos like this with leaks, experiments, tutorials, screen shares, uh, site clinics, and more. And, and witty, witty banter, <laughs> witty banter and witty debate uh, at my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash jbashin. So I thank you guys very much for participating. And we'll see you next time in the SERPs. Have a good Thanks, day. Josh. Have, have a good one, everyone.